Over the mountains. This is episode two, Night Heat from 1985. I'm Mike Manzi. And I'm Joey Lewandowski. And with us, we have our first guest of Keanu Club, oh. Mr. Zach Dazan. Hello, Zach. Oh, I didn't realize it was the first guest. Wow. Episode two, the first one was just me and Mike. You are here to welcome the guest and the listener into the new dimension, the added third dimension of Keanu Club. So, welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I feel very welcome. Zach was on at least three or four, I think, of the Cage Club episodes, including one of my favorites, The Family Man. We're all just like, <laughs> hey, we love this movie. Yeah, the movie was great. This episode, it's a different story because mm-hmm. you, the movies you did for Cage Club, I think one thing, like, they were differing in quality, but one thing remained the same is that Cage was in the mall a lot. In this episode of Night Heat, which is episode two we watched, called Necessary Force... Keanu's in it for, I don't know, like a minute. The quality of the video, the only way you can watch it is on YouTube, and the quality is so poor that it's not even clear that it's actually Keanu Reeves. I made it through the entire episode without being sure that I had seen him. (laughs) It's very tough to discern who anyone really looks like because of the quality, but I think there's one or two sort of telltale things about the footage that just made me believe it was him you hear him a little bit and it sounds a little like keanu and i i, I don't know i think yeah after after careful analysis i think we can confirm he is in, <laughs> in this to some degree i recognized well, his body language in there's one shot and he was like it was like he he had like been pushed out of the car or something like that he just kind of stumbled in a very keanu-ish way you see the, the, the problem with this is that the only tv show that i've ever seen that could match this in terms of how dark the sets are is the X-Files. And I feel like this is even darker. Like, this is, you know, this is 1985, so it's a different type of film technology. They're out on the streets. It's They're trying to solve crimes at night. Everything is dark for the mood, but also to sort of set the night scene or whatever, the night heat. There's but too much just, heat in the night. It's too much heat in the night, by the way. Amazing theme song. We'll get to that in a second. It's, like, so dark so that even if the quality was great, it's not immediately clear that it'd be Keanu either. You know, like, it's yeah. it's it's hard to tell for multiple reasons that it's him, but I think we're all in agreement that he plays, he's credited as thug number one, and, you know, in a big moment in Keanu Club, first death, he gets shot and killed a minute into this episode. Yeah. It, it, I, w- I want to compare this briefly to Cage Club. Was there a point in Cage's career at any of those movies in which he was this level of unknown? I think just Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was probably known in the industry behind the scenes, but as far as on-screen presence, you know, even in that film, I think he has more than more screen time than Keanu gets here. This is definitely the least amount of Keanu. But also Keanu will have to sort of uh, take a little more time to come up and into his own, into film proper. He does a lot more television early on in his career. He's not a Coppola. He doesn't have that going for him. Right. He's just some goofy kid from Canada trying to make it in Hollywood. (laughs) And this is this? definitely a Canadian uh, show. So this TV show was on for four seasons from 1985 to 1989. Keanu was actually on two episodes. He was on the pilot, which was called Crossfire, season one, episode one. And he was also in this episode, Necessary Force, season one, episode two. And we can't find Crossfire. It does not seem to appear to exist online, either legally or illegally. I mean, it's just not out there. So we, it's just gone to the either. So again, sort of like we talked about last time, if you know how to get this missing Keanu bit to us, that would be much appreciated. <laughs> but what's cool about the show, 
from what we can gather, it seems to be modern in the sense that it's serialized, that the two guys that they're chasing at the beginning of the episode, these cops are looking at, they're the same guys that they were chasing or they're trying to hunt down from the first episode. So I feel like back in the 80s, everything was sort of more segmented, like every episode could sort of stand on its own. This, at least in terms of the Keanu arc, it's a continual thing, it's a serialized thing, and it's cool to see. Yeah, I was kind of surprised I never heard of this show before. Like early on in the 80s, when I was watching television as a child, I remember shows like Hill Street Blues and things like that, but there just weren't as many sort of procedurals like this. You know, this feels much more like you would get today with NYPD Blue or something along that lines. And and like in the 70s and 80s, it was always sort of cop shows always seemed to be focused around like um, like a hotshot cop or something like that. It wasn't so much about the true crime gritty. This feels just more gritty and, and like realistic and it's pretty interesting to watch. I don't know if I'd watch another episode of this show if Keanu <laughs> wasn't in it, but it was it was fun to watch. And it had a lot of uh, very relevant topics to the discussion today. Yeah, that's what was that's another way it was modern in terms of like stand your ground or you know cops being accused of shooting potentially an unarmed person. It's, it's almost like the conversation or like the, the verdict that we want to see today and we don't see today. I mean, without getting too political or, you know, overly charged or whatever, the, the cop gets in serious trouble for potentially shooting and killing Keanu when he claims that Keanu had a gun and they can't find a gun. And so it's like a big problem. Well, let's not forget this is Canada. I mean, I, does it take place in Canada? Everyone is Canadian. They all have the accent. It, I read it was shot, shot in Toronto. Yeah, I'd like to imagine it just takes place in the big city. Like, it's just this nameless sort of place that they operate in. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about what Keanu's character actually does? Like, who he portrays in this? I was very surprised what he does. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's crazy that we don't know what he did in the first episode. He's credited as mugger in the first episode, so I guess he mugged somebody. But in this episode, we follow a woman walking to her car, and she gets in her car... And then Keanu and his partner in crime are just sitting in her back seat ready to attack her? Like, it's crazy. that You, you would sort of expect that in the, 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 like the cliché version of this, right, is where the woman's getting in her car and she can't unlock the car and they sort of sneak up behind her. Kind of like in Dogma, right, where the, the, the skaters or the, mm-hmm. the, the hockey players go up and, like, and just sort of bash into her. Like, you sort of expect that here, but no, she gets into the car, and she sits down, like, everything's okay, and they're just in her back seat, ready to, like, attack her and mug her and, you know, assault her. It's crazy. And they yell surprise like it's a birthday party? <laughs> it was, like, Amazing Spider-Man remake, where he's just, like, the crook breaks into a car, and Spider-Man's just sitting in the back seat. Like, how did they <laughs> even get in there? And watching it a second time to try and identify Keanu, it, it made sense a little bit, because it turns out they know this girl. She did have a connection to them, didn't she? What, what, what was that? She grew up with the kids that assaulted her. So it kind of made sense to me why they were like, maybe this was a joke that got, went too far. Or, but uh, she does try to like fight them off, which was cool. You know, she like I said, she kicks Keanu uh, in the yeah. gut and he falls back and he, you kind of hear him go and, and <laughs> get back up. And that's when it's like, oh, I think that's that one's Keanu in the yellow shirt. <laughs> Yeah. And they run away, and like they sort of just leave her there. Like I don't know, it's weird. Like the way that it's shot, I feel it's weird. Like she's fighting them off, and then like in the middle of the fight, it seems we cut to the cops, who we I guess we know from the first episode, right? And they're just like driving down the street, 
and one says, hey, are those the two monkeys you were trying to find? And just Keanu and his, bar- his buddy running down the street, and they just chase after them. And then we get back to the woman, and she's, like, in her car, bleeding and crying, and then we're just done with her for a while. Like, it's weird. Yeah, and, like, she is, she flees the scene as the cars, as the cops are getting there, and the cops don't really think to chase her down. It was all very sort of chaotic. Uh, I had the feeling that, you know, she was raped by them, and then the cops start chasing the two guys back into the same alley that they just came from. So she sees them running back and she thinks that they're coming back to like attack her again. So she like takes off and almost hits the second cop. And, and that keeps the second cop from, from seeing whether or not Keanu does indeed like pull a gun on his partner. Hmm. So it's kind of kind of well written. I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, this, this action is pretty well staged, and it all comes into play like later on in the investigation. Mm-hmm. And as Keanu is trying to jump the fence to get away, like his partner jumps the fence first and gets away. And his partner's name, I believe, is Chucky Spadina, and he gets away. And then Keanu, who's Richard quote Dicky, stands. He's trying to get away, and the cop shoots him and doesn't kill him on screen. Just hits him in the gut, and he just falls over the fence. But they carry him away, or they bring him to the hospital where he dies at some point. Off screen. But the whole thing... Yeah, off screen, unfortunately. It's not his first on-screen death, but it is his first death. And the whole thing is that whether or not Keanu actually had a gun or not. That they're thinking maybe he was had, he just had a flashlight, or he was unarmed. And like there's like this huge revelation later in the court scene where, like, like well, you saw the gun? Like, describe the gun. And the cop says, well, you know, it was kind of far away. I didn't see, I mean, uh, he, no, he totally had a gun. <laughs> and that was kind of corny. But, like, the whole thing, like you were saying earlier, Zach, like, it's, it's timely, it's relevant, it's, an, it's a hot-button issue that still matters today. And it's something that it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a big, it's like a, sort of like a, you know, like a very special episode in a sense. Like, they used to have those in the 80s. But the very special episode in here, I mean, they, they would talk about, like, you know, drugs and telling the truth and anti-gang and anti-assault and cops and guns. Like, there's a lot of messages that the show seems to be tackling right out of the gate in the second episode. Drugs. Drugs. Of course, drugs. My question is, going forward in this series, like, in episode two, they established that if you fire a gun in line of duty, there are serious fucking consequences. In the title sequence alone, there are, like, two or three guns. Um, <laughs> I'm like, is this going to happen every other episode? Well, <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when, like, Internal Affairs shows up, and there's just, like, that drone sound on, on the <laughs> soundtrack to indicate these guys are a serious threat. There's some things about the filmmaking that is dated, especially the music, which I love, you know, oh, but sorry. it does sort of undercut the drama a bit because these this show is surprisingly well written. It felt a little boring. It definitely takes its time. But uh, I was just waiting for like the next awesome music cue, whether it be the return <laughs> of the sexy saxophone. There's so much sax in this. Or just like those what you get a lot now in horror films, you just these deep synth drones you know you just hit one key and it's just like dude <laughs> someone will enter the room and that'll happen oh that's so good it was yeah it was amazing <laughs> what i also liked about this in terms of something that we talked about in cage club as well is we have another terrific newspaper headline that the woman's walking down the street reading the newspaper and just says cop shoots teenager and that is <laughs> wonderful like i love it that there's just i i, I guess they just 
you know, you need to get to the, like, it's almost like the Simpsons, like a joke. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> old man yells at Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> it's just cop shoots, like, it's just, like, right to the point. Like, this is exactly what happened. There's no sugarcoating it. And the woman season just gets, like, horribly offended and upset. Yeah. Or I know, I think it's just, it just, it just uh, triggered her. I think she was just like, oh, shit, that, that teenager was like, and she, and she said something in her breath. She was like, oh, good, I'm glad you died or something like that. But yeah, she just picked up the paper, and then she was like horrified, and 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 her anger had come to fruition, and she does say something under her breath of, that that's like good, good. Do you guys want to talk about <laughs> Zach? If you want to go talk about the title, because it's great. This song sounds like it was improvised. It, it sounds like like the, the the guy who wrote it like just jumped in the booth. booth was like, what, what was this called? Night heat. There's too much heat in the night. It was. <laughs> Amazing. It's just another night of wonder in the city. You wonder if you will survive in the city. The the I everything I, I I'm not a huge disciple of eighties TV, so all I have to go on is like the shows like The Simpsons that, that satirized it when I was young. And it this could have been a satire just through that just just based on that intro song what i was getting from this opening uh, song which is amazing you know it's great but i don't feel like it necessarily fit this show like i thought i was gonna be in for much more of like a starsky and hutch type uh, action sort of thing but this is this isn't very much action oriented it's very much procedural and drama and stuff and on, the, on the music no, did you guys catch all the wind chimes that kept showing up? No, was, I didn't notice that. There was a really recurring cue that was like wind chimes when someone was like recognizing something. Oh, he's got a gun! It was hilarious. And yeah, this writer character was apparently the kind of like the, the grounding for this show. Night Heat is his column. Barely really shows up at all. <laughs> there is some like cr- like some heavy voiceover though, right? Yeah. And, and I was like, wait. Who is this guy? <laughs> I, I, I almost wonder if every episode's going to end with him writing a column, and that this show, you know, is like all set up here. In the second, by the second episode, they've got all the, you know, they got all the staples that they want to bring back. And and I just kept thinking, man, I bet every episode it's going to end with the screenshot going into the newspaper. <laughs> like, I, I bet it is the final headline. I mean, I think I read a few things on IMDb that that led me to believe that at least that is what grounds the show. That, like, at the very least, that the the writer is kind of the the catalyst for a lot of this. One thing I thought was kind of interesting was even though Keanu isn't in this episode very much, I liked how basically everything revolved around his character. You know, like he has a very <laughs> strong off-screen presence here, and I just kept thinking, man, if we could just see him once in the hospital bed with the tubes and stuff coming out of him, just for like confirmation, oh, God. and we get so close. Like <laughs> his partner goes to visit him in the hospital, and like just as he's about to open the door, he gets like chased off by an undercover cop lady. And I was like, <laughs> man, we got so close. Which is almost like more realistic. Like this show is like so earnest and so, I guess, realistic in a sense that it's almost it's almost playing it too straight. Like I, I sort of wish it was a little bit more cliche that we had that moment where he's like side by side and like holding Keanu's hand as he like dies or whatever. <laughs> but we don't get that. Like it's like no, like that's not how it would happen. We're gonna try to keep it like real and gritty and night heat. They didn't want to pay for him for two days. 
<laughs> they're, they're really just focusing on the heat, the cops, the fuzz, you know, like this show is about the heat uh, at night um, and what they do. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and, and if it, this, 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 this episode would actually suggest there is indeed too much heat in the night. <laughs> well, I think it just keeps them from, from focusing too much on peripheral characters, too, you know, like they're very centered on who they want to follow. You know, we get to see Keanu's mom. Right. When he's dead. Like, that's how we find out he's died. Uh, the cop goes to visit Keanu in the hospital and sees the mom in the hallway. The mom was fantastic. Wow. What an actress. You're the one that killed my son. You murderer. I mean, you mentioned it before, Mike. I, I don't know if I would watch more episodes of this, but like it's well made that like it's not it wasn't a chore to watch. You know what I mean? Like it's not the type of show I would normally watch, the procedural. I mean, it's not great quality, the rip that we found on YouTube, but it's done well enough that if there was like a DVD set out, like I would go back and will be willing to watch the first episode and see Keanu in that and see Keanu die in the second episode and just see what happens, like see the full arc of his character. <laughs> yeah, I'd be into it. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely like to see a cleaned up version. <laughs> That'd be cool. As far as I can tell, like this has never been put out on DVD. It's never been digitally released. It's weird that there's these shows like this. You know, it had 89 episodes. Like, it's not like it was just like a blip on the radar. This was kind of, to somebody, like, a big deal. Like, I'm sure there's still people out there, possibly, <laughs> getting like residuals from it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, also, then again, maybe not. Because like, if it's not out there, if people aren't watching it or be able to find it, maybe there aren't residuals. Hashtag bring back Night Heat. <laughs> Let's get it going. Hashtag Keanu Club. Hashtag bring back Night Heat. What's kind of crazy, too, is this This is a Canadian show, but it aired on CBS in the United States. It was shown in America for, you know, from 85 to 89, so it had a run. You would you would expect it to be somewhere on DVD by now. Wait, I think our rip said Fox on it at some point, too. Yeah, Fox 29. Yeah. I think it's probably syndication i don't know like they, like there there's no way that an, a show that was that made 89 episodes didn't make somebody rich that didn't go into syndication <laughs> or something you know what i mean like it's out there yeah everybody listening here uh write in with your night heat memories there was one nine star review on on uh, imdb it was just like i remember watching this all the time when i was growing up it was a very fond review so they're you know they, they the people exist fans are people out exist there. <laughs> people exist any last thoughts about Night Heat or about Necessary Force? I mean, it's a pretty strong episode name, I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, cops, man. <laughs> <laughs> Closing thoughts could not have been better. Cops, man. <laughs> so thank you, Zach, for joining us for this. It's probably one of the shorter yeah. Keanu Club episodes. You'll be back before too long for a TV movie, The Brotherhood of Justice. Oh, yeah. So that'll be pretty exciting. That's a that's one that's actually available on DVD. So, I mean, oh, shit. people actually want you to see that movie. So <laughs> it's it's exciting, and we, we love having you. We can't wait for you to be back. Can't wait. So for all things Keanu Club, you can either go to cageclub.me or you can go to facebook.com slash cageclub. You can find all episodes there, reviews, all things relating to the entire network all your needs at those two places, cageclub.me and facebook.com slash cageclub. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And that was Zach Dazan, and we'll see you next time on Keanu Club. And I feel the-